baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast, episode 294. I'm your host, Steve V. in P-Town. More to talk about that alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez, who I'm going to see tomorrow. I know. How are so you? exciting. I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really excited to have one night in Boston to see you. And after all this time, I, I can't know wait. it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. We'll be at Lolita. Super excited about that. Um, and our other co-host joining us tonight is Cody Maurice Doggett. How are you, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. COVID negative. So that's a good thing. Oh, yes, yes. We got to <laughs> talk all about that. Um, yeah, first, well, why don't we talk about that first? It's just so okay. interesting. I had a couple stories that I wanted to talk about, and it's so weird. People talking, I'm in Provincetown, P-Town, having such a great time here, staying at the Crown. Uh, where uh, The Crown, Crown and Point. Anchor. Not that one, because that's a lot oh, of fun. Okay. I'm at the Crown Point Inn, which I highly recommend. It's really great. They have a sister, a totally gay spot down the street that's really awesome. But I've met so many people. Shout out to, uh, I think it's Justin, who works here, who listens to our show, who took me to get my massage. They ha he walked me over to the Ooh. spa here and said, do you have a podcast <laughs> about gay? And I'm like, I do. He, and he loves our show. So shout out to him. That's how it all starts. Yes. Really... <laughs> shout out to my new friends, Andrew and Xavier, who we met here. I just love being on traveling and us gay, our gay community, when you can just meet people like that. It's so fun and i love it and i literally just left the tea dance it was 90s and i came over to see you all to just for us oh yeah exactly um but we have to kind of talk a little bit about covid because as we know things are changing here and there um one of them is views of 
COVID vaccines among LGBT adults is totally changing. Eight and 10 report of LGBTQ adults report being fully vaccinated, 80% with one of their dose vaccines or two of their dose. And we are above our straight counterparts. And I'm not surprised by this because we have so many destinations like this. And I can tell you here in P-Town, they not only ask for your COVID vaccination, but they really look at it to make sure it coincides with your identification. And I really appreciate that. I think it's really important. Yeah, that's Um, good. Yeah, just this morning, Cody and I were talking offline, and we're curious to know if you've received this, Jeremy, but I woke up to my phone alerting me that this new, if I, it wanted me to agree, it knew, I think because of my notifications that I was in Provincetown, and it wanted me to go through this whole procedure to agree so that it could track when I'm around another phone of somebody that had been testing positive for COVID and it would alert me. And I asked my friend, who's a lawyer, by the way, because <laughs> I wasn't messing around, should I do this? And he's like, oh, I don't know. That sounds a little creepy and weird. So I declined on it. But Cody, you had a different story with this. Yeah. So I was on my way to visit my mother for the weekend, just, you know, to visit her and to hang out with her because I visit her as much as possible. And while I was on the train almost to my destination, I got an alert from an app I didn't even download. And it said, you have been within six feet for more than 10 minutes of somebody who tested positive for COVID. And that freaked me the heck out. And so I went to the website and apparently that within the tri-state area, I guess Delaware, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania, they are tracking how close, if you're in proximity of somebody and if they test positive for COVID. So that freaked me out. I didn't even continue my trip i turned could you imagine if you were here there's a place called the dick dock that (laughs) you imagine if you were going down on somebody okay that would be me and you your phone went up and you looked up and i'm like i'm two feet away from him oh my goodness six feet (laughs) the grinder of covid for grinder yes oh my god (laughs) jeremy have you even heard of this at all i have not this is the first time i've heard of it i'm like kind of shocked yeah, it's it's a little I don't know. How did you I feel about it? It's like a little alarming, but it's also like I there's some aspect of it that's a little reassuring too. I I don't know. I, the problem with all this like whole talk of the whole entire thing is there's so many different opinions about it and about Thank the you. vaccine and yeah. it's it just gets almost political where it doesn't need yes. to. And so I just have I like to just be very neutral in the whole thing. I got vaccinated. I thought that was the right thing to do. And that's where that is. And so, I mean, it's kind of a good thing. And it's kind of strange at the same time. But it's also new, which is why it feels strange. Like any sort of notification letting you know that you've been around it. But then also 
would you not want to know? I don't know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Everything's you know what, Jeremy, a 50-50. To your point, Jeremy, actually, I was sort of ready to agree to this until my friend thought it seemed creepy and don't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't. But part of me it was twofold. A, I thought, well, kudos to technology. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if the person that's six feet away from me tested positive, how does it know that? And then why is that person still out and about? Right. And I well, just wonder how all that works. Well, for me, in my own personal experience, what happened was it alerted me as soon as they tested positive. It was, it says I came into proximity from them a week ago. So it was last Saturday when I came into contact with them, which is kind of oh. late if you if you if you ask me. Oh, because I, I would have already been. It was immediate, like day no. of. No, oh. he, they must have tested yesterday. They must have, after Saturday, uh, the 21st, they must have gotten sick. Uh, and then they tested t- yesterday, and then it alerted me. Wow. Yeah, it's it's things are real right now with this whole uptick and with the Delta variant. And I yeah. mean, when I first got here the first day, it was so weird Remember, I was talking about an MMX party in Fire Island recently and how I was there. And this was two weeks ago. And my host, the host of the house that I stayed in for the 24 hours that I was there, said that he had tested positive and that he had had a fever and no taste. And he wanted to know how I was feeling. And I know in between the time that I was there, they had a full moon sex party. And so I'm thinking, wow. well, two weeks later, I mean, I think I'm thinking this, it seemed a little late to like reach out to me. I'm fine. <laughs> but I thought, but good for him for just kind of putting it out there in general. But mm-hmm. I feel like with things like I've experienced that just being here in P-Town and seeing because they had such uh, a high tick of numbers during July 4th mm-hmm. and the you know, going indoors, you, I was literally just left the tea dance. And the minute you walk in, which you're in a somewhat enclosed area, you wear your mask. When you get out, you can take it off the dance floor. A couple of the places will allow you to dance, but it's people with their masks on, which, okay, you just have to, it is what it is. So they are taking precautions on that front. And I, everybody, you do know that everybody's vaccinated, so I do appreciate that. And then lastly, I just think that our community in general, a larger share of LGBT adults report receiving at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine, and as compared versus 66% of the general population. So Snaps kudos to our to community. community. Yes. Yeah. Right? I think that's really cool. So... Anyways, continue to be safe because I just know I was talking to a nurse on this trip here that said things are going to get worse before they get better. And I think we just, I know, it's just, (laughs) you know, just be careful, y'all. That's all I have to say on that. Um, Here's what it's like when you follow, we've been talking about OnlyFans so much, and I was just at, again, the tea dance 90s night janet was playing i was happy with my crew of friends and i'm looking and i see this guy i'm like how do i know that guy he's cute but how do i know him and i realize oh my gosh i subscribe to his only fans page oh wow i was gonna <laughs> ask if you had him turn around 
I didn't even need to because he's so sexy. He goes at I'm goes at Derek with an E at Derek Allen with an E at the end of Allen as well at Derek Allen. I follow him. I know he lives predominantly in L.A. and I subscribed to him for so long because he, you know, how sometimes they perform with other OnlyFans people. Mm-hmm. So he had performed in. Uh, Nick Nick's Lucky Charms, who I subscribed to, and that's how I discovered him. I thought he was sexy. He's a total top with a huge dick and pounds Ooh. really good. And he has so he was shorter in person. Oh, than I think I... I know exactly who you're talking about. You do? Like, Here comes yeah, the realization. So he used to live in New York. He's super super short. He has dark brown hair and a facial hair, but he has like a gigantic dick. Yes, I'm googling him dimples. right now. Yes, I know exactly who it is. Cute dimples. He's very sexy. He slept and... with my roommate when I lived in Hell's Kitchen. Wow. And so I, I think my conversation to you guys is, you know, here we are, like, fanning out on celebrities, but now these are celebrities in their own right. If I think in some ways, because here we are, it's called OnlyFans for crying out loud. And it was just so funny to see him in person. I only had so much time because I had to get back to record this. And I was talking to my friends. He was alone for a good portion of the time. And I could have snuck away, but I didn't. But I wanted to just, he looked like he would have been really receptive and cool. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Derek Allen, who's apparently here uh, in P-Town. And he's still sexy as fuck. A little shorter than I thought, but doesn't matter. Um, really hot. And yeah, I mean, who's... It brings up the question, though. Who's somebody, Jeremy, that you're following that you want to describe since we've been talking about OnlyFans so much? So one of my friends I actually follow, uh, his name's... His photography page is Joe V Photography, and he has a Twitter, and then he does... Uh, extended content on OnlyFans of not only him uh, physically and personally, but also his uh, models that he photographs. So he does have really cool content. Some he is the photographer that like interacts with the models. So like gets them like hot and heavy. And then other cases, it's just the models playing with each other. And he's like Ooh. photographing and videoing it. So Ooh. it's sexy, the dynamic of uh, his photography in general. And a lot of the black and white photography is beautiful. Yeah, I I know him. His, uh, well, I know his work. And it's so beautiful. You're right. Mm-hmm. Do you follow anybody, Cody? Not that I met in person. I'm trying to search my brain of anybody that I have seen out or that I that I know personally. Well, that'd be kind of strange to know them personally and be like, oh, I follow your OnlyFans. <laughs> I just love our community, too, because I think I was talking about when I was in Puerto Vallarta recently. We talk a lot about him, John Duff, the singer, the recording yes. artist. And I remember walking by him, and I'm fanning out now for some of our own community because we have so many cool people that are stars now and it used to just be you know only hollywood stars that you would fan out over and now we have so many in our community that we can really fan out and these pockets of the world that are these destinations that really are so welcoming and so alongside that i also saw ginger minge perform if anyone's watching Woo-hoo! 
Ooh. all stars right now. She's in the top four. And I went to her uh, one woman show and it was really, really good. So entertaining. And she just dropped a new single, country single that was really good. And it was so entertaining. I had such a good time there. So shout out to Ginger Minge as well. But yeah, absolutely. So super fun. Um, in other entertainment news, before we get into a few other hot topics, do you guys know Aaron Carter? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, he used to shop at that uh, boutique. That oh, I, you did, and you said he was yeah. always out of it, right? Yes, he, was always, he came in with his girlfriend, and he was always like a little cuckoo. I think he was living in Hell's Kitchen because he was in some sort of Broadway show. Okay, well, we're going to talk more about that. And if anyone knows Aaron Carter, he is the brother of his Nick older brother, Nick mm -hmm. Carter, from the Backstreet Back Boys. Boys. And so, and he's he struggled with addiction and a lot of different things. So we want him to do well. But he was yes. dropped from Naked Boys singing before he even started. And I can't even believe he. there's a Naked Boys singing run currently in Vegas, but he won't even be making the, the, the debut because he was dropped from the lineup after refusing to get vaccinated against COVID. What? Yes. So, but they wouldn't leave a hole in the cast. So they added two new fixtures, Chris Salvador and David Hernandez from American Idol. Both of the edition are publicly out and gay and will now lead the nude singing troupe. I've actually seen Naked Boys singing versions of it around before, and it, it's awesome, and it's really good. They are naked, but it's not like sex on stage or anything like that. And after a point in time, they all have great voices, you lose the fact that they're even naked and it becomes more about the art form, which is kind of cool. Um, but I think they could do without uh, Mr. Aaron Carter and especially yeah. if he's not going to get vaccinated, right? Yeah, That's crazy. Ridiculous. I know. So, okay. Well, we have to talk about a new report that says that less than half of Americans are understanding HIV. Only 42% of respondents in this survey knew HIV wasn't transmissible when properly treated. And there's this new report um, in, this, in its second annual State of HIV Stigma Study, and it was just released last Thursday. Uh, GLAD found that the stories and voices of people living with HRV are often not prioritized enough to decrease the stigma around the HIV epidemic. And the study measured American attitudes towards HIV, those living with HIV, and it was funded by Gilead, who we all know, who does PrEP and Truvada, mm -hmm. and it looks to address the HIV epidemic in the South. So GLAD's survey found that 48% of adults reported feeling knowledgeable about HIV. However, the organization noted that the number is three points lower than last year. And wow. so for the second year in a row, we are finding that HIV stigma remains high while HIV knowledge remains low among Americans. And it brings up a lot of question as to why, and a lot of it has to do with stigma and misinformation about HIV is still widespread throughout our society. Only 42% of people knew that people living with HIV can transmit the virus, while 
on a proper treatment regimen. And when treated properly, people living with HIV can live longer and healthy lives. As we all know, U equals U. Mm-hmm. A vast majority of people did agree that there is stigma around HIV. That stigma was shown in the study through questions on interacting with people with HIV. So it's really found that there's a divide between the West of our country and in the South. And the Southern AIDS Coalition, the Center for Health Policy and Equalities Research at Duke University, recently released a report titled HIV in the U.S. Deep South. And it showed that... um, there's more, less knowledge of people understanding HIV. And I don't know, Jeremy, does that surprise you at all that there's, we're still at this point of people not understanding it? I mean, it honestly doesn't surprise me, but it's definitely frustrating to hear because it's like when you're part of the community, it's uh, just disheartening that people don't want to educate themselves or don't even try to, I would say. And I think that there is just so much out there that could easily help you learn uh, just the logistics of everything. And it doesn't take much time out of someone's day to like learn about our community, more about our community rather than just. And the, the other thing that I think about is the fact that there's probably so many people that don't know about it that are like having promiscuous sex and things and just mm-hmm. or not even that, but on the apps, chastising people that are open about their status, not knowing any education or background about uh, how things are transmitted. Wow. Absolutely. And and Cody, it's interesting because it seems like there's a current in Paris, Art Positive is an artistic project, the culmination of which will be an international exhibition that the objective of this initiative is to combat through art the stigma, discrimination, and isolation some people still face with the virus. And it, I saw some pictures of it. It looks amazing with people like Billy Porter and other oh, wow. celebrity artists. Do you think that the stigma is going to change with either like shows like ours or the entertainment industry. That's how we're going to change perceptions. I think that that's one Avenue. I totally agree. Shows like pose. And I think there's a new show on HBO called it's a sin that did a really good job about exposing the, the AIDS epidemic and how it came to prominence back in the eighties. I think all of those things are enlightening and, Art is a way it imitates life and baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Life imitates art. So the more that we express ourselves through the art, the more people will have knowledge. I also used to be a peer educator down in the South, and I can tell you, oh, yeah, about HIV back in the day, back in the early nineties, I was a peer educator <laughs> and I, it, we had a really tough time getting out into the community and, and making sure that people were, were educated about HIV. So I understand the struggle and how hard it is to get, get the word out there. But I think our community does a better job than I want to say the street community because that's another reason that we did so, we're doing so well with our COVID numbers. I want to take it back to right. that for a second because we we've already had to learn about a pandemic and have to, and how to deal with it. Absolutely, yeah. I think we just need to keep showing examples. Um, you and I had Cody. You and I had Sebastian Lacaz talk about mm -hmm. it, and he really. Uh, if you want to hear a really good podcast, it's a limited podcast called Chasing Happy with Sebastian Lacaz. He recounts being a, a, a huge Broadway actor. My gosh, he's done so much work. And he really recounts his HIV status and how the stigma he had to get over himself and ultimately be comfortable and then be proud of it and almost just you know, to educate people. And it's a great show, but I think it's going to come from a lot of more and more, just we have to keep putting it out there. And I applaud this uh, Paris exhibit that hopefully will become international and other artists out there like Billy Porter and so and Sebastian Lacaz. That's the only way we're going to finally change people's minds and educate. So yes, that's kudos the way to that. Um, recently, we always tell you to ask for advice, relationships, sex advice, and we give it. And recently, I think it was you, Jeremy. I'm not sure who was on the show, but it was a guy that is in the military several miles away, 3,000 to be exact, I think, from his husband. And he was asking us how to keep it spicy. Yes, that was me and Lincoln on that episode. Thank you. So he wanted to give us a uh, report. And, and we always, you know, you wonder, Jeremy, or even Cody, when we give this, do people take our advice? And people are. They're writing back. And I love he it. writes... I tried to get my husband to listen to the podcast, but podcasts aren't his thing. He <laughs> is 22 and I'm 28. This is not my main question, but um, he wanted to let us know, uh, what was he saying here, that he did try a, a bunch of the things that we did recommend. Um, and I think that's really great. He was asking... Okay, yeah. So he wanted to follow up too, though, and say my other question is, if you are in a committed monogamous relationship, is it appropriate to request to see your spouse's phone? 
if you do request to see your spouse's phone and they deny it, does that imply they are hiding something? Let's start with you, Cody. That's juicy. I was hoping you wouldn't start with me. (laughs) We have to start with you because you're in a current relationship. And I mean, yeah. What are your first thoughts with that? I mean, yeah. Okay, I have to say, I know, right? I hope it isn't listening to this. (laughs) So I have to say that I have my boyfriend's password to his phone. He lets me have it anytime. And he has my passcode. Sometimes he forgets and I still tell him the passcode. We, anytime, there's like no secrets in our, as far as the phone is concerned. I don't know if there's if there's any other secrets that are co- going to come out later in the in the <laughs> in our in our relationship, but right now, as far as the phone is concerned, he lets me have it. I can do whatever I want on it. I text his friends on his phone. It's it's kind of wild how open we are as far as the phone is concerned. I would be a little bit worried if my partner did not have that openness with the phone. I, But again, I feel like it is a, there's a line that you have to draw as far as privacy and boundaries because I would never go through his phone without permission. I haven't gone through his DMs of his Instagram. He, I'm sure he hasn't done the same for me because we trust one another. There has to be a basis of trust. So right. I feel like it's a balancing act you have to trust and you also have to be open. Wow. That is really interesting. Um, so what was the conversation? If you could just share what okay. I think this would help out, what was the conversation or how did it lead up to, Hey, can I have access to your phone? I don't know if there was ever even a conversation about it. I think it was just, we were both open to having access to the phone. I'm trying to search my brain and I, I'm, I'm coming no, that's up okay. empty I mean, you, <laughs> for it a conversation. Like you guys were in, I mean, it sounds like you were in conjunction with the same thing. We were probably thing. having sex and we gave each other the, the phone passcode <laughs> and that's how it came out. No, I'm just joking. Wow. And then lastly, how often do you feel comfortable grabbing his phone and just do you go on there to scroll around there looking? What's I'm just trying to understand. I I can go on there anytime Uh, if he gets a text message and he's like, can you answer that text message for me? Uh, We'll go on there, open up his phone and I'll text the person back. You know, it's really interesting, Jeremy, because I just met this wonderful couple that live in New York here in Provincetown, and I'm gonna we we're gonna have dinner with them shortly. I really they have a a, chi- a, a seven year old daughter that sounds lovely, and I wanted I noticed there's a couple other topics that are about perception in this particular episode 294, and I've learned so much about you know just in this short time hanging out with them and. I don't necess- I don't want a kid per se, but it's I'm connecting with this couple and we're going to hang out in New York and I'm really excited about that. Um, this person did write in about being in a committed monogamous relationship and when is it appropriate to request your spouse's phone? I did back to this couple I'm speaking of. 
when we said, do you want to go to the tea dance together? And they said, yes, get our number. And they signed it as who the person, one of them signed it with their, both of their names. So I don't know if I'm probably just talking to one of them, but they, it said both of the couple's names in the thing. What are your thoughts about this? And because I think for me, when my phone is my phone and I'd rather just, I don't know. I don't know that I would be comfortable with it. If they picked it up and saw something, I would be okay with it. But what are your thoughts, Jeremy? I don't know. I'm kind of territorial about mine. And I feel like it's like the most like private piece of someone because you spend so much time on it daily. And then also all of your interactions with like family members and just any sort of form of relationship nuanced relationships like family members or you and i things you don't want to discuss with people or stories that you want to keep as secrets that i think it's okay to keep as a secret even in a relationship so i don't know but i'm also not a professional at dating and i (laughs) definitely don't neither am i (laughs) And I know, but I'm just saying I don't have like, I guess the best outlook on it because I'm, I do like to keep certain things private and, uh, and then other things I just don't care telling like the world and putting it on the podcast and all that stuff. So I don't know, it, it feels a little personal to have that piece open, but then I also do think if you're not hiding anything, then why not? You know what? And in, 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 in the name of perceptions which i'm kind of naming this loosely i and meeting this couple and knowing that they have a daughter and they've talked a lot about this is one of their first trips their daughter's seven years old and this is one of the first times they've broken away to have some time they do have date night here and there but they Mm -hmm. haven't had a full-on vacation i think in seven years for the most part and so they're they are busy with their careers daughter obviously we all can imagine with covid raising Mm -hmm. a child and all of this Mm -hmm. and so in the response and text that i got from them that said both of their names in it it probably was just one of their phones but maybe they're both going to pick up the phone because they know well our lives are crazy and babe you're probably going to if you see steve text then he'll respond back and so it does open my mind up to think that if I was, perhaps I we would just be have, you know, phones like that. And if and maybe to your point, Jeremy, if I wouldn't, if I saw a group text that my husband was in or my boyfriend, I would just that I wasn't a part of. I'd probably like oh avoid that. I would just respond to the things that were more pressing mm-hmm. or things of that nature. And I could probably see that going on we're going to talk a little bit more about open relationships in a minute and i think to your point cody and to this person who wrote in that they said if you are in a committed monogamous relationship which i understand you are cody yes i am the answer when is it appropriate well you kind of answered the question maybe not appropriate but you said yours was during sex no, that was a joke. No, it was, was probably a joke. okay. Because <laughs> I thought, is that your things answer? Just, things just come out during sex. Like I love you. Everything just comes out and go through my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love you but so much. Literally, no. things come out. Ah! Yes. Ah! <laughs> 
but um, but maybe you could shed some light on this so we're just talking about this one particular situation of at least shed some light on a monogamous relationship when did you find it appropriate very early i think that what actually transpired was we had that that faith and that trust within each other as far as the phone is concerned and we we definitely were open to letting maybe we wanted to play music and I gave him my passcode. It it was very organic. It did, it's not something it wasn't a defining moment in our relationship. It was just something that happened. And right. or his friend texted him and he said, "Oh, can you text that person back because I almost said her name on the podcast." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it literally almost came out. And and he he was he's just we're just both very open as far as the phone is concerned. But who's to say that works for us? I'm not going to say that that's going right. to work for everybody because everybody has certain different levels and different boundaries as far as the the phone is concerned. So mm-hmm. yeah. find your own boundaries and then work from there is is my advice basically. Yeah, in the name of uh, opening up perceptions, I think I would have immediately said, I don't think it's appropriate ever. I mean, I think you just have to have trust. And yeah. why do you need to be in my phone? I mean, if I'll show you s- stuff. But, you know, <laughs> I opened my mind up a little bit with this couple that I just met. And mm-hmm. in keeping within the name of a listener of ours loves our show and I got back to him on something, and I think one of you two, or both of you, we were talking about open relationships recently, and he wrote in, thanks for, um, he, he says, I think it, with any relationship regarding to, oh, he was questioning our talk, because none of us are in open relationships, essentially, and mm-hmm. on episode 292, I think we were giving advice to somebody about open relationships, and they thought perhaps maybe we either need to bring somebody on that is in an open relationship to shed a little bit more light on that, and perhaps we weren't I thought we did, but, you know, sometimes if you're not in it, you can't really speak to it. Perhaps I, yeah. And so I appreciated him speaking to that. I did tell him that Cody, you and I had a couple or, or sorry, Sebastian and I had a couple on that was in a polyamorous relationship and we want to continue that conversation. Um, But I let him know that we will continue the conversation with a little bit more open mind if we haven't been. Um, he wrote in, thanks for getting back to me. I think with any relationship, regardless to whether it's open or polyamorous communication, like I think we always say is the biggest attribute to a success. He says that his relationship, just like many others, hasn't always been perfect, but his hubby and I try to always have open and honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings we always try to find a common ground and work together on the things we feel and need more attention relationships take work and all the individuals involved have to be committed to putting in the work that is needed in order to have a long happy and healthy relationship um and he says when it comes to the open part of my relationship it really came down to sitting down discussing boundaries and expectations but then taking the time 
to revisit them over the years. You have to check in with your partner to see where you are at. And he thinks that open relationships always are more scrutinized, even by a community that claims to be inclusive, open-minded, and embrace diversity. I think changing the way we talk and discuss about open relationships is a small step towards changing how others view them. And I do agree with that in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because in talking about perception and I think, I don't know, what's, why don't you jump in? What are your first thoughts on say, that? Yeah, that go sounds ahead. Like, that sounds like my relationship. So I don't, it's, I think that's wonderful and beautiful advice for any relationship that, that you, that you venture into. Communication is, is the basis of it and trust is the basis of it. I think that that's great, great relationship advice. And it shouldn't really matter whether it's an open relationship. I guess there are nuances from a monogamous relationship versus an open relationship. But at the very core, the basics are the same for both. That's just my feel. I hear you. And Jeremy, do you think that sometimes our even our own community can be a little judgmental towards open relationships because we don't understand them or what do you think is going on and do you think we need to have more people speak up about their relationships so that it's like we were talking about hiv it's less stigmatized i think so i think it takes uh, a discussion like we're having to know really more on that specific subject especially if like the listener said we i haven't been in one and not everyone has been in one so to speak on it i think uh also like cody said there are certain aspects that it's doesn't matter if it's open or not there are just things that do help and keep a strong healthy relationship whether it be open polyamorous a thruple one-on-one i mean all of them in every facet i think the communication is key and that's in any sort of relationship, not even just a significant other. Uh, and I do think that it does help talking about it and discussing it. And I think the the key point of checking in with your partner or partners is the most important on touching base at where you're at along the timeline of being together and and everyone changes like physically and emotionally over time. And some people grow, some people go backwards. So I think that that is definitely a crucial point in maintaining uh, just a healthy relationship in general, any sort of relationship. Yeah. And I was looking some stuff up and in general, I think we'll continue to have this conversation and we certainly have in four years had this conversation with people in open relationships. So it's nothing new to the show, but I will, I think I was saying recently I was watching the shy and just like a lot of issues in our community, transgender, non-binary, bisexuality, I was talking about on the shy, how they are featuring a, a straight hetero couple opening up their relationship. It was a young hetero couple. And so I think like all the conversations that we continue to have on this show, it's refreshing to see more examples of it, more conversations happening with it. We will continue to do it on this show. Um, I invited him and his partner to be on the show, but certainly we can have others. I I don't think we need to bring on a, because it was interesting because at one point the listener said, "I, I think you, maybe could benefit from having 
a, a, like another host that is in an open relationship. But, you know, the more I thought about that is open relationships are very nuanced and very different. There's some that have don't ask, don't tell. There's some open relationships where they play only together. There's some that are a lot more like non-binary where they have other relationships on top of the one that they're currently in. There's, I mean, on and on. And so I think we could have one person, a new person come on, but they would fall into maybe one type of category and it wouldn't reflect all. I think our job is probably to just be more open-minded and have guests on and continue to just speak openly about how we're learning about it and so and just make it less stigmatized and i think that will expand the conversation but we definitely want to hear from you and you can always dm us and we can give you sex and relationship advice so do not r- refrain from at tags podcast on instagram and we will get to you for sure i want to thank you guys this has been really good i, I love yes. it i can't wait to see you jeremy tomorrow I finally know, I'm so excited we will definitely post a picture for sure. Uh, we're going to a, a restaurant, uh, Lolita. Can't wait. Photoshop me in. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Jeremy at J Ross Lopez on Instagram. Uh, and then my other co-host, Cody, I will see you Wednesday night when I'm back see in you New Wednesday, York. Absolutely follow him at Mr. Maurice, or he's a life coach at KMD Coaching. Guys, thank you so much. This has been so fun, as always. And in the meantime, continue having hot K-Sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey Tags listeners, Craving for more tags? Hungry like I am? Well, now you can unlock exclusive tags content. I'm talking about our weekly tags after show and our twice monthly dark and dirty show. Now you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get a notice each week when new episodes are dropped exclusively for you. So what are you getting from this exclusive content? Well, you're getting a weekly Tags After Show where the conversation continues with hot gay sex topics in a more relaxed, behind-the-scenes, more intimate format. Our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty Show will often feature special guests like my co-hosts, but gets a little darker and a little dirtier as we reveal our sexcapades to your exclusive ears. So what are you waiting for? 
Subscribe now to unlock exclusive Tags content and know that you'll be supporting Tags Podcast to continue delivering the quality of Tags Podcast you've come to love. You can unlock this exclusive content by going to tagspodcast.com and click on the link Tags After Show. Thanks for being a supporter and continue having hot gay sex.